0: Welcome to the Altruistic Libertarian Advocate for a Genuinely Free Society. I'm Anthony Wheeler and today we conclude this series on metaphysical basis of, of a generally free society. While humans have learned a great deal and created wonderful technologies that have made our lives safer, more interesting and comfortable, science cannot tell us the ultimate nature of the actual universe or anything in it. We can describe the effects of something we call gravity, For instance, and make excellent predictions about how various masses will behave under its influence without understanding its fundamental nature. When I say we don't know anything about gravity, let me contrast that with something we do know something about. Let's say we walk into a room and we see a pool table. We know what it is, most of us anyway, it's a pool table. We know what it's for, to play the game of pool. We know what it's made of, wood, slate, rubber, felt, If we investigate, we can determine where it was manufactured and who manufactured it. In other words, we know everything at the, at a macro level there is to know about a particular pool table. When it comes to gravity, protons or electromagnetic fields, we know virtually nothing about their fundamental nature. Just consider a proton. What shape is it? It can't be any color because it's too small to be seen. What's it made of? Well, Several kinds of quarks, apparently. So what is a quark? The standard model, currently the most advanced view of the fundamental material of nature, includes three of the four known forces in nature, that is the weak nuclear force, the strong nuclear force, and electromagnetism. Elementary particles in the model include quarks and antiquarks, leptons and antileptons, which include electrons, muons, and neutrinos, gauge bosons that include photons, gluons, and the Higgs boson. The deeper we dig into the fundamental, nature of, fundamental character of nature, the more complex it appears. At one time science described three elementary particles, protons, neutrons, and electrons. Now we have dozens. Even with great success, the standard model has yet to lead to a unified theory, one that reconciles gravitation, general relativity, dark matter, and dark energy among other things. With every new discovery, a dozen new mysteries appear. Quote, the purpose of scientific method is to select a single truth from among many hypothetical truths. That, more than anything else, is what science is all about. But historically, science has done exactly the opposite. Through multiplication upon multiplication of facts, information, theories, and hypotheses, it is science itself that is leading mankind from single absolute truths to multiple indeterminate relative ones. The major producer of social chaos, the indeterminacy of thought and values that rational knowledge is supposed to eliminate, is none other than science itself." Unquote. While we know that matter is made of molecules, and molecules, atoms, and atoms, protons, and electrons, and protons made of quarks and various other mysterious particles held together with strong and weak nuclear forces, we don't know what these things actually are or what they fundamentally represent. We know these things from a distance, our understanding mitigated by the limitations of human perception and peripheral access to actual nature. Nietzsche insists that, and I quote, our apparatus for acquiring knowledge is not designed for knowledge." Unquote. Once we reach the limits of human science and begin to explore fundamental human questions, a vast plane of possibility spreads out before us, with viable paths twisting and winding in every possible direction. What do we value? How should we live? What should we do for a living? Who should we marry? Should we have children, and if so, how should we educate them? What is right and what is wrong? Humans are moral animals and must choose. Mises writes, and I quote, Choosing determines all human decisions. In making his choice, man chooses not only between various material things and services, all human values are offered for option. All ends and all means, both material and ideal issues, the sublime and the base, the noble and the ignoble, are ranged in a single row and subjected to a decision which picks out one thing and sets aside another. Every human, makes tens of hundreds of decisions every day. They do so based on a belief system developed over a lifetime. Given the necessarily different belief systems that exist in humans across the globe, the differences of those within the same nation or the same race or ethnic group, even the differences within a particular household, it's impossible to render absolute judgment about them. This is because every individual human on the planet possesses a unique worldview. Despite language, culture, education and tradition, every human grows and develops into a unique being with a unique set of values, memories, tendencies and character. We work so hard to overcome our differences, to communicate and share our experiences with limited results. We we began this series in the second episode with a philosophical question, and that was Why is disagreement among people so common? Well, now we know. Each of us lives within an actual universe beyond human understanding. It requires determination and sustained effort to wrest genuine understanding from the stingy and opaque world. We live in a social sea of individual and isolated worldviews, some of which are irreconcilable. Beyond the simplest notion, we struggle to share genuine understanding, or any understanding, with so many individual and isolated worldviews. Again, from Mises, quote, When applied to the ultimate ends of action, the terms rational and irrational are inappropriate and meaningless. The ultimate end of action is always the satisfaction of some desires of the acting man. Since nobody is in a position to substitute his own value judgments for those of the acting individual, it is vain to pass judgment on other people's aims and volitions." Human judgment is fallible. All of us have been wrong about something important and are likely wrong about many things even now. Our certainties evolve over time. Earlier ones replaced by more sophisticated certainties are sometimes crumbling into healthy skepticism. Our knowledge as ind- individuals and societies remains provisional. As such, no person, no society, or electorate, or Congress, or bureaucracy can assert with confidence what is right or wrong. How to live, what to do, what to believe, how to spend our time and money, because every one of those bureaucrats, politicians, busybodies, moralists, and nosy neighbors are stuck within their own worldview, in exactly the same way you are. Some wisdom from the East, and I quote, You can't discuss the ocean with a well frog, he's limited by the space he lives in. You can't discuss the ice with a summer insect, he's bound to a single season. You can't discuss the way with a cramped scholar. He's shackled by his doctrines. Now you have come out of beyond your banks and borders and have seen the great sea. So you realize your own pettiness, Given the overwhelmingly uncertainty of our shared certainties, let alone our manifest differences. The only morally consistent option when designing social and political relationships is to allow people to decide for themselves. Henry Miller would agree, Quote, Living apart and at peace with myself, I came to realize more vividly the meaning of the doctrine of acceptance. To refrain from giving advice, to refrain from meddling in the affairs of others, to refrain, even though the motives be the highest, from tampering with another's way of life. So simple, yet so difficult for an active spirit. It is not even necessary to go about doing good. Before it is possible to love one another as we are so often enjoined, it is necessary to respect one another, respect the privacy of the soul. Allow individuals to live as they desire, without exerting the power of the state to violently interfere. Quote, the knowledge that a thing is false is a piece of truth. Therefore deceive no one, but rather confess ignorance of what you do not know and leave each man to devise his own articles of faith for himself. Ultimate meaning cannot be discovered within the natural universe. Science will never re- reveal a reason to live. Stark actuality favors no one. But this is no reason to despair. Quote, If the world for Nietzsche is valueless, meaningless chaos, then the point would seem to be to create one's own values in defiance of its blank indifference. Unquote. Every individual and in every society in every age faces the same challenge, how to make the most of their limited time on Earth. Every person possesses a reserve of emotional and intellectual energy, physical and moral strength, and fortuitous opportunity. It is only within a genuinely free society that an individual can take full advantage of the potential they possess, allow each person to seek their own destiny on their own terms. Quote, But the bird only looked dazed and forlorn, refusing to eat a single slice of meat or drink a cup of wine, and in three days it was dead. This is to try to nourish a bird with what would nourish you instead of what would nourish a bird. If you want to nourish a bird with what nourishes a bird, then you should let it roost in the deep forest, play among the banks and islands, float on the rivers and lakes, eat mudfish and minnows, follow the rest of the flock in flight and rest, and live any way it chooses." This of course was in the limits provided by the political and legal structure supporting a genuinely free society. Doing so would effectively provide genuine freedom while serving the only universal moral imperative, do no evil. That concludes our show for today and concludes our series on the metaphysical basis for a genuinely free society. The next series of episodes will focus on pervasive intervention. Until then, peace.